thank you all as we just invite Mr. Powell on the line and we're going to ask her to join us and teach us tonight on spiritual warfare. I've been in her teachings before on spiritual warfare and I've never forgotten it. And I just want to honor, honor you tonight and thank you for coming online with us and and uh, just let everybody know that I kind of feel like she's my cousin and we grew up together and and Mama <laughs> and Pastor D were be like sisters and we just kind of grew up together and so I just you're very special to me and in my heart and I just love you tonight and we're going to turn it over and you just be free amen thank you pastor can you hear me I can hear you well very good thank you so much I'm so excited about this this wonderful opportunity because truly God is strategically planning freedom ministry and doing an awesome work in each and every one of your lives. And God is about to take you to a new place in spiritual warfare. And for those that have not understood spiritual warfare, he's going to bring about an understanding of why spiritual warfare is so important. And like Pastor Angie was saying, we go down um, way back, way back when we first um, began to go to Dr. Morcerello under the leadership of Pastor D and and her wonderful mother. We just thank God for the teachings that we received down through the years, so profound teachings and how we started off not even understanding about spiritual warfare because we come from a, I know myself, I come from a traditional background, but I thank God because even in your traditional background, we begin to know that there was something more to um, our Christian walk. And as my pastor, Pastor D, began to search, and she started the 12 o'clock prayer at the Argo Temple Church of God in Christ under the leadership of Bishop Goodwin, we began to pray. And as a result of that prayer, I came back to the Lord, and a lot of souls were saved because of prayer. But we didn't understand that we knew it was more to um, prayer. And while Pastor was in prayer, she was introduced to a man called Elder Pleasant. Elder Pleasant was the man that brought Pastor and introduced Pastor to Morcerello Ministry. And from there, we began to go and sit under the teachings of Dr. Morcerello. I understand now the significance of sometimes we just don't always have the clear picture at the beginning, but we know that God is orchestrating our lives to such a degree that now we are coming into an understanding of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we used to go to prayer, and, and devils would be casting out in, in different things, but we didn't have the teachings. So the teaching is very, very key and fundamental because when the enemy comes in and tells you different things, you have the word of God. You have the foundation, strategies for victory in your life. So I thank God for this great opportunity. Now, spiritual warfare does not come overnight, but it's a development as you develop yourself in prayer like you're doing. You're coming before the presence of God in prayer, 
and God is beginning to teach you the fundamentals of prayer. But now we're going to add with prayer the word, the knowledge of what we're doing, the knowledge, the knowledge according to not our feelings, but the knowledge according to the word of God. Because we need this knowledge in order to confront the devil's power. We're going to need the knowledge of the word of God to confront the devil's power. So I want you to get your pencils and papers, if you have them, and just begin to um, um, write these scriptures down. I'm not going to give them all to you, but I'm just going to lay a foundation so that you can go and study um, the word of God as it relates to spiritual warfare. Uh, we thank God because when I first started learning about spiritual warfare, it was very difficult for me because I come out of a great background of tradition. Tradition, I grew up as Baptist and Pentecostal. And in those relationships that I had in in my denomination, it only was surface. It did not take me to a depth where I did not have the terminology like we're learning about spiritual warfare. They never taught us about spiritual warfare or, or, or the kingdom. God, the kingdom is ours. They never taught us it's time to take the kingdom. They never taught us that man lives in two worlds. They never, We never got this kind of teaching before until we met Dr. Morcerello. Even in my pastor's beginning to be groomed before she ever was a pastor. We didn't even have the fundamentals about spiritual warfare. We didn't even know that there was a spiritual warfare, okay? So just begin to just understand our foundation and where we come from, that we didn't always have it, but because God saw us praying and he saw the desire and the hunger and the thirst that we needed in order to complete the assignment that God has put in us, we needed to get in introduced to Dr. Morcerello, who had a greater depth and who is an apostle and prophet to the nation. But I thank God because even with those teachings, I had to go back home and I had to apply the teachings to my own personal life. And it's not going to be um, um, hard because you're going to have the word of God, the, fun, the fundamental truths of the word of God. And so when the enemy tries to talk to your mind, you're going to have the scriptures to back up what you're doing. So I want you to first turn to Ephesians, if you have your Bibles, Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12, and I'm going to call out the scriptures, but I'm going to flow in the Holy Spirit. And maybe later on, if I, as the Lord give me, if you have any questions, you can write them down and jot them down. But I want to talk about our fundamental um, where we, we we heard the terminology of um, warfare, um, never um, had a, 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 a in-depth teaching of it because we we were just coming to church, sitting down, the choir would sing to us, and and the pastor would would would, would give us um, the word of God, and we would go home. We never had the teaching like the equipping, the equipping of the word of God so that we can do the work of God. And you're going to need this because you are a strategic church that God is raising up, and you're going to need this. This is a supernatural divine ingredients that God is going to 
ignite in our lives so that we can wage an effective warfare against Satan strategically in prayer, coming out with the victory, strategic prayer, coming out with the victory. So I'm going to read for you Ephesians 6 and 12 where it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we're understanding, according to Paul, who is writing to the church at Ephesus, he's telling the church at Ephesus about the warfare, the warfare that is raging, the warfare. You know, in our traditional churches, we don't hear this type of um, terminology or teaching, but God is raising us up so that we can be effective in our ministries and in our walk with the Lord in our, our our marriages, in our in our relationship with our children, in our relationship to one another, in our relationship to business and everything that's concerning us. Okay. I also want you to understand our battle is spiritual. Write that down. Our battle is spiritual. It is a spiritual battle. It is spiritual. It's not surface. It is spiritual. If we deal with the battle in the flesh, we will lose because we don't understand the nature. The nature of the warfare is spiritual. First rule of spiritual warfare is locate, you must locate your enemy. That's the first rule. Write that down. The first rule of spiritual battle is to locate your enemy. Okay, um, we're going to zero in, we're going to zero in on some failures, um, how we kind of, because we don't understand or locate him, we begin to um, have great failure as ministers because we don't understand how to locate our enemy. Where is he coming from? How strong is he? You have to be able to discern according to the word of God what God is saying and what God is doing. Now, I had read uh, the proof producer, and as I read the proof producers, I thank God because it's igniting something great and far so superior that I kind of overlooked in my growing up. It says, when they went to fight the southern Vietnam, they didn't go in there to win. They only went in there to, to to stabilize the Vietnamese people. They didn't go to win because they didn't have strategy for victory. They didn't go. The purpose that they went there was not to win the war. The strategies, they did not have it because all they were supposed to do is to stabilize the people. And that's what we do sometimes in our churches. We just stabilize the people. We just have them come in and out of the structure. But God is calling us to come full force now because we're going to need strategies for victory. So we're going in, spiritual warfare, we're going in with the intent to win the battle, to win, to win, to win. We're going in to win. So we need to understand how to do we accomplish those things? Well, you need a strategy in prayer. So when we study the prayer life of Jesus, how powerful Jesus was, 
If you have to understand how he waged war, he waged war early in the morning. Early in the morning. Let's read St. Luke 6. I'm going to give you some some fundamental um, scriptures so that you can understand the prayer life of Jesus. If you read, if you go to Luke 6 and 12, it says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to do what? To pray and continue all night in prayer. Look at this. So Jesus' prayer life, we're examining his prayer life. What made Jesus very successful? What made Jesus successful when he came and he confronted Satan's power? Well, because we study his prayer life, we see him spending time with the Father. We see him in prayer all night in Luke 6 and 12. Very key. Very key. Very key. Why? Because when he went to all-night prayer, God was giving him strategies for victory. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that one more time. When Jesus went into the prayer all night, that was where he was getting strategies for victory. He was getting strategies from the Father in his prayer life. That's why he could confront the powers of Satan. That's why he knew that when he spoke, that demons were going to come out. That's why he knew when he did signs and wonders and miracles that they were going to happen. Why? Because his first primary foundation was to pray. And our foundation must be in prayer. That's why I thank God for this season of intercessory prayer and fasting and this is a season where God is calling us into prayer and intercession. So we study the life of Jesus. What was his life about? How did he conduct himself? Well, we see him right here. He's spending some time with the Father in prayer. Okay? So then we see Jesus. Oh, my God. And when it, it was day, see, he spent all night. And then when his day, he called unto him his disciples, and them he chose 12. Why? How did he know who to choose? Because he spent all night in prayer. He spent all night in prayer, and the Father revealed to him who the 12 was going to be. So now we see them, 12, whom also he called apostles. Now we see the ministry of the apostle in the gospel. Simon, he's also Peter and Andrew, his brother, James, John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Evanus, and Simon, the Zelot, and Judas, Judas, the brother of James, and Judas of Caris, which also which was the one that betrayed him. Okay, so we see Jesus' prayer life, okay? We see it. So we we got to get that fundamental, we have to have a prayer life. If we're going to engage in spiritual warfare, the first primary foundation is prayer. We must have a prayer life. 
which I believe that all of us have a prayer life. Now, it does not matter what your degree of your prayer life is or how you start. Some of us are bathed, some of us are carnal, and some of us are spiritual. Those are the three levels that we're growing into. Some is just bathed, they just got saved. And and then we have the carnal, then we have the spiritual. We go through these transitions because we need to have the knowledge of God in our life. God gives strategies. God gives the strategy for warfare in our prayer. That's how we know what to do, when to do, what time to do. It's very important that you spend time in prayer. It's not how loud you pray. It's not, um, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, you're just getting there. No, it's about God giving you strategies in your prayer, okay? And then warfare praying is very intense. And also, warfare prayer is very disciplined. So if we're going to talk about warfare, we got to talk about soldiers. We're going to talk about soldiers, we got to talk about discipline. So all of this goes together with spiritual warfare. So we have to discipline our lives in prayer. We have to come before the Lord, have quality time in prayer. And I'm just giving you just the foundations before we even go into the the in-depth of um, um, the first rule of spiritual warfare is to locate your enemy. First of all, you got to locate them in you. A lot of times we like to locate them in other people. But these are some things that I, that practically that I have experienced in my own personal life. That's why I'm sharing it with you. God is going to use each and every one of us. And it's not what you are, it's what he's going to make of you if you allow him and if you yield to him and if you allow him to work mightily through you. So we're reading Ephesians 6 and 12. Jesus confronted Satan already in his prayer time. This is key. This is a key right here. He spent time with the Father in prayer. He already was waging war in prayer all night. That's why he came out with strategic victories when he confronted the enemy because he had already done the work in prayer. (laughs) This is good. He's already done the work in prayer. So, therefore, God gives us the resources that we need. He gives us the Holy Spirit also. We need the Holy Spirit in order for us to engage in, in spiritual warfare. And you need faith in the word of God because sometimes you look at yourself and you say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. Well, it's not based on you. Okay, let's get that straight. It's not based on you and I. It's based on us allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us and allowing the Holy Spirit to to lead us and allowing the Holy Spirit to make us and allowing the Holy Spirit to break us and allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work that needs to be done in our lives. So it's not based on you. All he wants you to do is yield to the working and power of the Holy Spirit. I also want you to go to 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. It says, let Satan get an advantage of us. We are not ignorant of his devices. So 
while we're praying, God reveals Satan's secrets. God reveals his, his tactics. God reveals his devices. See, we're not ignorant. God is saying through Pastor Paul, let Satan get an advantage over us. How would Satan get an advantage over us? Because we don't have a prayer life. And when you don't have a prayer life, Satan can get an advantage over each and every one of us. But Paul is telling us in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, let Satan should get an advantage over us. But we are not ignorant concerning his divineness. Why can't we, we don't have to be ignorant. Why? Because we're spending time with the Father in prayer. We're spending quality time with the Father in prayer, which gives us a, a, a knowledge. The Word of God gives us knowledge. The Word of God, what we're doing, how we're doing it, when we're doing it. The Word of God gives us the knowledge that we need to confront the devil because it is important that we, 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 we come together to understand that God is doing the work. He's doing the work. He's going to help us. The Spirit helps our infirmities. We don't know how to pray as we out, but the Spirit helps our infirmities. And this is really key here because you're thinking you're going to do it, but the Holy Spirit is saying the Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit is going to help you. The Spirit is going to help you pray. The Spirit is going to give you divine capability. The Spirit is going to illuminate you. The Spirit is going to give you strategy. The Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit. So always be mindful of the Spirit, that the Spirit is there to help whatever needs and aid you into whatever needs to be accomplished in our lives. We know God is doing an awesome work in each and every one of our lives. And then we're going to go to the purpose. First John 3, 8 says, for this purpose, we got to know the purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Oh, Lord have mercy. That he might destroy the works of the devil. How is the works of the devil destroyed? If we go to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Ha! Hey, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's how the devil's work is going to be destroyed, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has done what? Because he has anointed me, anointed you. He's anointed me and he's anointed you to preach the gospel of good tidings to the peak, to the meek. He has sent you. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty. See, now you're getting the fundamentals of spiritual warfare. The spirit of the Lord is upon us because he has anointed us to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent us to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and open up the prison to them that are bound. These are just fundamental scriptures that you need to understand that when you're going into spiritual warfare, God is going to give you divine capability according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures. You're going in with strategic 
Victory. Why? Because you have the word of God. That's why it's important for you to get your prayer life and the word, the prayer life and the word. And then I want you to also, these are key, 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 key dominion scriptures here. It says, behold, Luke 10, 19. I'm just giving you some scriptures right now because you've got to be able to have the word of God in order for you to wage an effective spiritual warfare against Satan. I'm giving you just some principal scriptures so that you have knowledge on what you're doing because you know that the, the Lord, the Lord's word is on what you're doing. So we say Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but I'm just going to just give you the scriptures, and then you can go and look them up yourself. It says, Behold, I give unto you power. He said he giving you some power. When the devil said you ain't got no power, you write this scripture, you tell this devil, No, according to Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power. He said he's talking to me, devil. I got power over the enemy. I got power over you, devil. You start speaking to the devil like a, so he's a person because he's a spirit and you have to speak to him, okay? He says, what Matthew 18, 18, whatsoever ye bind on earth. These are fundamental scriptures for spiritual warfare. Whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So you can bind and you can loose, according to Matthew 18 and 18. Okay? And then Matthew 17, 20 says, nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing. Oh, my God. That's powerful. Nothing? Nothing. According to the scripture. So we're going to get filled with the scripture, filled with God's word, so that we can wage an effective spiritual warfare. You cannot be effective without these ingredients. You have to have prayer and you have to have the word. The devil understands the word and the devil understands your prayer life. He understands that you've been spending time with the Father, getting to know your Father, and when you speak a thing, God is going to bag you up. Because it's his word. It's God's word. So then he says, Mark 16, 20 says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. You hear that? In other words, God is going to work with us. He's going to confirm his word with signs following okay and then i have one more scripture i'm not going to give them all to you because i want to open it up for question and answer if anyone has anything to um, add to it because i know pastor gave me an hour but i i like to see if people are really getting the teaching so i like to see if people are really getting the ministry of teaching so that it can lay a foundation in your spirit so that you can wage an effective warfare. And also Acts 1 and 8, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses 
unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. God's word in your mouth. I'm going to say it again. God's word in your mouth. I'm going to say it one more time. God's word in your mouth. Satan knows the word, but God's going to put that word in your mouth. And when you speak that word, Satan has to obey. He has to obey the word of the living God. He has to obey it. All power is given to me in heaven and earth. As the Father sent me, even so send I you, John 20 and 21. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give, Matthew 10, 8. Whosoever, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, John 14, 13. Romans 10 and 8 says, what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. So we got to continue to practice. This is a practice. We have to practice this. As the Spirit leads, as the Spirit teaches us, we begin to practice the warfare. And then that last passage of Scripture is 2 Corinthians 10, 4, says, the weapons of our warfare. Now we see the word warfare. Now we see that word, warfare. The weapons of our warfare. You see it? 2 Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Here we see pulling down stronghold. We see it in the scripture. So now we have a knowledge of why we're in spiritual warfare. We're in warfare to pull down strongholds. I'm going to say it one more time. We're in, excuse that alarm right there, <laughs> but mighty through God. Pulling down, mighty through who? God. Mighty through who? God. Not mighty through me, but mighty through God. Pulling down strongholds. Second Corinthians. 10-4. So now we have some fundamental scriptures of what we're doing in spiritual warfare. We understand that we're to pull down strongholds. We understand that God has given us knowledge according to the word of God, why and what we're doing, pulling down strongholds. So now when we go into spiritual warfare, we understand that we're pulling down strongholds according to the word of God, 2 Corinthians 10.4. So we thank God because we know. Matthew 16.19 said, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom, whatsoever ye bind. Now we know why we're binding. Now we know why we're loosing because it's in the Bible. It's in the scriptures. We're laying down the foundation of the word. God's word in your mouth. God's word in my mouth, God's word in our mouth. I will give to thee the keys of king of the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth 
shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So once we locate the enemy, we know what's going on. We begin to pray according to that, what God has given to us. Just say, for instance, you might be sick, and uh, we come against the spirit of sickness. We pull it down in Jesus' name. We lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You begin to declare the word of God over the circumstance because the word of God is what's going to confront the power of Satan. And we begin to exercise the word of God and speak it out of our mouth what God is going to do and say. He's equipping us. This is about this is about equipping. This this message right here, spiritual warfare is about equipping you so that you can be effective for God. That you that the warfare that is raging has already been won. So when you go to minister, when you go to do what God has called you to do, you have been laying the foundation in prayer, and you've been spending time with the Father. And now God is teaching you God is teaching you strategic things to do. He's teaching you strategic ways to pray. And now you. Know the knowledge. You have the knowledge according to the word of God that I'm to pull down this stronghold in the name of Jesus. I'm to pull it down. Devil, come down in Jesus' name. You begin to combat the enemy in spiritual warfare because you have the knowledge of what you're doing. That is God's purpose and plan. This is very key. This is what called our spiritual father, Papa Cirello, this is what he said that helped him in his ministry when he understood the warfare and he began to understand the principles of warfare, locating the enemy. He began to teach us according to what he was taught and how he engaged Satan in the prayer and God strengthened him in prayer and energized his prayer and took him past the kernel, took him past the feelings, took him past the surface into a whole new dimension of praying. And this is why spiritual warfare is very important. So I think I'm going to stop right there and ask anybody, or Pastor Angie, would you like to... um, um, I know you gave me an hour, but I like to ask questions. Maybe someone might have some questions um, or some some things that they might want to um, to add. I hope I said something. I hope I've said laid some foundations that uh, um, that um, that that can clear up some things in our in our thinking because we understand that. Like I said before, when I grew up traditional, I had no idea about no warfare, no devil. Or, you know, I know they talk about the devil, but I didn't know as as I got into the teaching and got into my own personal life where I had to confront some things. That's when I really understand that spiritual warfare is very important if we're going to do the work of God. So I think I'm going to turn it back over to you. If anyone has any questions or anything, I hope I've said something. I think I need to just pause right there. I can go a little bit further, but the spirit is just having me to pause right there. And uh, okay. Uh, okay, thank you, Minister Carolyn. That was beautiful. That was so good and. 
something did stand out to me, and it was when you were talking about Luke uh, in Luke six twelve, when mm-hmm. it said, "And it came to pass in those days when he went out to the mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve. But what really, what really stood out into me is when it was day, he knew what to do. You yes. know, so many of us, we don't know what to do. We Do we need to buy that car? Do we need to keep teaching this Sunday school class? Do we need to move? Do we, we don't know what to do. And we get to a place in our life where those things in our life, we should be able to hear our father instead of always asking our pastor. And I have to say yes. about our members, our members, they do that. They do seek the Lord, but. That stuck out with me. If you are not sure if this is what you're supposed to do anymore on that job or, or I'm not talking about leaving your husband now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm talking about these, these things that we don't know. It just took mm-hmm. him one night in prayer to choose 12 disciples, the ones that were going to turn the world upside down one night. One and night, past- yeah, one night. I heard Pastor Pinson say one time. She said, she said, uh, I wouldn't go my life, my whole life, and not go to God and get the answers of something that's vexing me. She said, mm. I've been on the altar seven hours today. She said, Why? Because something was vexing me. Something <laughs> yes. was bothering me, and we just, you know, we just we want to stay. If we we want to stay in places where someone does that for us, but in order to move, I heard this out of what you said also, because we've been talking about that lately. You can't skip kindergarten and go into the twelfth grade. Correct. So when you yes, so when you said babes, carnal and spiritual, there's another sign of that. I can't. I'm not going to be saved a week and be be spiritual. All of a sudden, just be spiritual. I have to go through the stages of a baby and being carnal and then into spiritual. So so that just shows us there, too, because all truth is parallel. We can't skip levels and expect to go start a church somewhere and skip the fifth and sixth grade and not go through the discipline and the levels and learn how to hear God for ourselves. And sometimes it takes more than just, yes. you know, a surface prayer. That's when we seek him all night, if it takes that, until he speaks to our spirit. And I have yes. a testimony about two weeks ago. Uh, I was vexed about some of my children, two of my children. And so I just went to seek the Lord, and um, it did take a little bit of time. It was a big thing. and But the third day, the third morning of the of the fast of seeking God, and the church was seeking God too, and the third day, I woke up, and he, this word just came to me. It was no emotions in it, but he said that their conversation going to be yay, yay, and nay, nay. And he said, when you deal with witchcraft, when you deal with manipulation in your family, then mm-hmm. uh, it has to be clear. It can't be, my answer to them can't be yay and nay. It's got to be yay or nay. God said, my promises are yay and amen. He doesn't mix that. He's not one day. You know, because manipulation, it, it goes around the bush to 
if it wants you to babysit, it tells you it's sick. It won't just come out and say, well, you babysit. It just manipulates. But this was their whole future. And God spoke to my spirit. And it did take a couple of days. But, you know, they're buying a house now. They're planning. They're not moving. And that was the whole fight. The enemy was trying to get them out of the ministry. So mm-hmm. how did I get that from worrying me? I didn't call mm-hmm. all my friends. I didn't I didn't just get sick to my stomach for months. I just, two and a half days, God spoke to my yes. spirit. And that yes. settled that. And they are they are buying a home, which means they want to be planted in Crossed Arkansas. So it broke the power of that battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And <laughs> that's what, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and I want to say, add to what you were saying, um, um, back in the days, we spent days in prayer. I mean, days. Um, when I was with Pastor, we spent, I know, three days and nights, no 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 eating, mm-hmm. um, seven-day fast, no no food, just water, no juice, no tea, no lemonade, uh, right. 21 days of fasting. Um, uh, this is the kind of intensity that we had. This is this yes. is this is why this is how I growed up. I growed up under yes. this type of um um praying and fasting, no no um snacking and trying to say I'm fasting. <laughs> no no <laughs> no no um spending nights um remember when we was praying for America when Dr. Sorella yes. told us to pray for America for those seven days seven I we, days. I took off of my job and we shut in the church. No, we didn't go in and out. We didn't do nothing. Seven days sitting in the presence of God. And when we sit in the presence of God, we came out with answers. Yes. Amen. Strategies. Answers. Hallelujah. Answers. (laughs) We have to spend time with the Lord in prayer. And we that. Some some things we're not going to be able to skip over. I like what you said, Pastor. Some stages in our development in this spiritual warfare we can't skip over. And some people like to skip steps. There's some steps you're not going to be able to skip over. And like you were saying about the spirit of manipulation, because you you got to stay in prayer in order to identify. I said locate the enemy, didn't I? Yes, you did. Huh? You said, I said it. You first got to locate what spirit is operating, either mm-hmm. in me, in my family. It might be in me. It might be operating in me. And I, I want to say it's operating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to say it's operating in somebody else. It might be operating in me. Hallelujah. That's so we must saying. identify. We must identify, locate the enemy. Locate yeah. the enemy. Locate him. Yeah. Find out what is this spirit? What is this aggravating me? What's this what is the name of this spirit? And take yeah. it to prayer, like Pastor Andy said, take it into prayer. Take it into prayer. Because I remember, I thank God for Pastor D. He taught yeah. us how to pray and get a hold to God for ourselves. That's Amen. one thing I love about her. She taught us how to get God in prayer. For ourselves, because it's gonna be some times when you're gonna to have to go to God for yourself. Amen. Hey. Oh Lord, hey. I got one more oh, thing. Oh my God. 
I, I got, got to say more. this now. Say it. Now. I got to say this. Now I'm I'm getting excited. I don't know why Pastor got excited. <laughs> There's gonna be some times in your life. It's gonna be between you and God. I'm gonna say that one more time. All it's right. gonna be some times in your life. It's going to be between you and God because your pastor has taught you. She's taught you. And there are some things that God has to teach you. Mm, yeah, good. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. That was good. Because I, I got to drive this home. I got to drive hey, it home. Hey, I got, I got to do this. I got to do this. <laughs> There's going to be some times in your life. Jesus said, and again, I say unto you, there's going to be some times in your life that it's going to mm. be between you and God. Because your pastor done took you as far as she can take you. All right. There's going to be some, oh, oh my Lord hey, Jesus. There's going to be some times in your life. You're going to have to get get a hold of God for yourself. Hey. Because she done laid the foundation. She done laid the principles. And then sometimes we just lazy in our spirit. We just lazy. Mm-hmm. It's That's a lazy right. spirit. We got yeah. to identify. Didn't I just tell you locate the enemy? Yeah. Yes, amen. Locate. Didn't I just tell you to locate him? Yeah. But I told you to locate him. <laughs> locate the enemy. You, me, hey, hey, me, oh, hey. Lord hey. Jesus, why y'all, why y'all getting me stopped? We got to locate the enemy. <laughs> yes, I ma'am. I got to locate him. I got to, I remember the Lord has told me, he says, I want you to quit doing all this talking and pray more. Mm-hmm. That was two years ago, and I'm still in that spirit, under that spirit right there. Mm-hmm. I don't want you doing a lot of talking. I want you to pray more. Slow mm-hmm. to speak, slow to anger, slow to wrath. Because mm-hmm. when you talk a lot, it makes you mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, and then ma'am. you say the wrong thing. And then you say the wrong thing. Then you say yes. the wrong thing. And now you condemn. Now you feel mm-hmm. bad. Now the spirit right. done got on. Now the spirit done jumped on. Now you can't shake the spirit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, oh, my it's God. True. It's true. I'm telling the truth. It's the truth. So, Remember, Pastor Pinter said, yes, go ahead. We got to locate him, Saint. We got, got to, to locate him. That's our Amen. first spiritual warfare lesson tonight. Locate the enemy. Locate the enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pastor Cindy, do oh, you have something you want to say? <laughs> I just said, ah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, locate the enemy in us. That is a key. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like that, uh, Minister Powell. You locate it in us first because if he's in you, you ain't got no power over him. But if you Talk locate back. him in you, hey, shut. But if he's if you've located him in you and you've dealt with that thing, then you have anointing and power over everything mm. you've dealt with. Hey. Hallelujah. Woo. 
because you have located him. He don't yeah. have access to you no more. He don't have power over you no more because mm-hmm. you have located him. You have identified mm-hmm. that spirit. You know yeah. what it is. You know how to conquer him now. You have dominion yeah. over him. Yay. Yay. Yeah. We were Hallelujah. always taught, we have always been taught that once you get the victory in an area, God releases the anointing so you can now help somebody. You get yeah. free and you can help somebody else get free. Amen. Hallelujah. That's true. <laughs> That was a good word. This is Sister Sandra. That was really good, and um, I just like that. That's real good teaching. I think it also a relationship because when you get that relationship with God, you and God, once you get that relationship, then you begin to do that. I guess that's your baby stage, and then you move on. And as you uh, move on in him and you see him, you, you, get, you start your day with him. He consumes mm-hmm. you. He does everything for. I mean, he is everything to you. So once he consumes you, he can. You are guided. So when you go through, when you gonna go through those warfares, you know just exactly when it's time to pray solo or when it's time to pray coming together. Yeah, like we do with uh, freedom. That's what Amen. I like about it. So good. It's so good. I do like to be solo. I do like to be on my own. I do like to have that power with him. That I know that he hears me, and I know that I hear him. But then, some warfare—it takes a—it takes a whole tribe to come together, and that's what mm-hmm. I like about freedom. We come together. I can even come there with no agenda of my own, just my own issues, and I sit in that presence, and it just blows everything that I thought about. Or, could have thought about it blows it away. He fixed it right there in that in that, in that environment where car goes up. So it's a okay. it's a it's a it's being flexible. Mm-hmm. I think it's being flexible and it's being proactive because you should know when it's time to move into that mode. But mm-hmm. it, everything just has to be laid a foundation. If you get that foundation, then you're gonna grow. It's just mm-hmm. like a baby tree. You plant that baby tree, you don't become a tree overnight. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, that was really good word, though. I love it. And thank you. That gave me even more power. And keep doing what you're doing. It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hey, Amen. this is Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hey, hey. Mr. Powell, I loved it, loved it, loved it. I loved it. I loved the way that we broke it. You broke it down into, I got just four simple steps right here. Very, very easy. Number one, to recognize that my battle is spiritual. Amen. I'm not mad at a person. I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad at a Go in locate my enemy. And then I have to have a, a really, but to do that, I have to have a real strong prayer life. I have to spend time with the yes. Father. And when I spend time with the Father, I can locate that enemy. Yes. And then I use his word against mm. the enemy. Yes. And I pull it down. Come on. Yes, yes. That's it. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh, 
Thank you for the opportunity. This is what I do. <laughs> I love it. I love to help yes. people. This is good. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Sister Carolyn, I know that this is Brother Tim. And Hi, Brother Tim. <laughs> you cannot. My favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that prayer life is super important because whenever you do locate the enemy, your your flesh has to be in line with what you want to accomplish. You know, you can't start from scratch. You know your prayer life. You know the power behind the prayer. And so yeah. there, you know, if you have to fast three days, the flesh is going to be fighting you. But if you're in that prayer life all the time, then you're mm-hmm. already conditioned for it. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yes, Brother Tim. That's where we that's where we, we learn how to build a foundation. We learn it in prayer first. We learn it in prayer. And we have to discipline ourselves. And the flesh is gonna to talk to you because that's what it does. But the prayer helps you to be more spiritually minded. It helps you to conquer some things in the flesh. And without prayer you won't be able to conquer anything. So that's good. That's good. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's real good. Amen. Well, Mr. Powell, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you in front of everybody. I want <laughs> how many wants to continue this teaching of uh, several weeks? Would y'all like to continue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. Yes. So is that all right, yes. Mr. Powell? Okay. So we'll do it for I'm... several months. Okay. okay. Thank God. I agree. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I agree because I know it takes time. Yes, it yes. takes time to get that foundation, and we're mm-hmm. going to continue to invite all of our, uh, a lot of our new converts too. I can really see that anointing on you. To yes. Barbara has that anointing to bring people into the knowledge of of Christ and bring them bring them into a place where they can have an understanding. The Bible says, "With all you're getting, get an understanding." So we don't want to go past the foundation. We want to get that and so we can grow and be those trees Sandra's talking about. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Yes. yes. Amen. And Julie, Sister Julie, could you write down those four principles? Could you write those things down and type them for me? And yes, ma'am. if it's okay with Pastor to get and hand it out. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Is is right. that okay, Pastor? Is it that sounds okay? great. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, those okay. are four, those are beautiful principles for the um the new convert and the new people, so that they can understand the essence of um their prayer and how important mm-hmm. it is. I think that was good. Very good. Yes. Very it good. Was good. Yes, ma'am. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna have you repeat it sometimes. Okay. I know our time is up, so I'm going to quit talking. <laughs> okay. Well, Pastor Cindy, would you pray over us, and we'll come again next Friday. I mean, next Tuesday at five o'clock, five to six. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Father God, we just thank you for what we've heard, Lord. The the uh, principles that we've heard tonight, we ask you to deep root them in our hearts. 
Father, that we would understand and know. Let our minds be enlightened to all that was said in Jesus' name, that you raise up an army, Father, that will know what they're doing with the foundational principles to know how to defeat the enemy on every level in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you praise and glory. Bless now everyone that's a a part of this ministry, God. Bless those that have called in tonight, Father God, for everything that they need in their heart's desire, God. God, we ask you to move and intervene in Jesus' name, Father. And thank you for working with us with signs, wonder, and God. In Jesus' precious name we pray, and we give you all the glory for it. And thank you that we can know you better, know you greater, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 See you all next Tuesday. Bye-bye.